Hi, I'm Lucy James, and I listen to the One Up Gaming podcast. Hi, I'm Keith Allen, and I play Murphy on Z Nation, and I listen to One Up Gaming podcast. Once I'm famous, the best that's what our aim is. All platforms, what your game is. Cause the leaderboards are coming. See me in a shooter, I can promise I'll be gunning. When I hit the music, I swear I'm gonna run it. Can't tell you one up, you can try, but we done it. Let's go. Alright, let's go. To the best place for reviews, I know. Xbox One and PS4, we you as far as consoles go. They do handheld PCs, merchandise for you and me. Contests that you gotta do, the prizes are for gamers who <laughs> going hard all day. We believe the boys, cause you're just that great. Can't lose as much as they. Take your certified badass when you play. I've been with one up gaming. I've been with one up gaming. I've been with one up gaming. Drop more hits once I'm famous. The best, that's what our aim is. All platforms, what your game is. To the leaderboards, I'm coming. See me in a shooter, I can promise I'll be gunning. When I hit the music, I swear I'm gonna run it. Can't tell you one up, you can try, but we done it. Let's go. Right then, so before the podcast starts proper, I would just like to first of all apologise. We were trying a new recording system and in all the tests it worked fine. But when we actually recorded the podcast proper a few nights ago, it recorded my audio, it recorded George's audio, but for some reason Luke's audio wasn't recorded so I've had to cut a whole swath of the podcast out because it doesn't make sense of people talking to no one so hopefully it won't sound too bad but that's why if there's occasionally no one there to return the conversation that is why so on with the sponsors this week we are sponsored by audible want to listen free to interesting movies and books try the audible 30-day trial and join audible today and you can enjoy your first listen free of course if you don't like your audio books then you can exchange it free for another so what are you waiting for? Visit www.audibletrial.com and try the Audible 30-day trial right now. And we're back. It's One Up Gaming. It's episode 146. It's me, David, and we've got George. Take two. And we've got Luke. Right. Great intro, Luke. Yeah, it's absolutely stunning. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Don't be so nice to him. It's when I worked in a call center, we learned that 75% of all dialogue is basically scripted visual. Oh, you know, it's when you're looking at someone, 75% of all dialogue, it's your hand movements, your arm movements. You're looking at the face, the eyes, and it's the last bit. That's the voice. So we had to learn how to talk to people over the phone. That's why when I'm doing a podcast, I've got, I don't shout and rave. I've had like five years of training of being nice on a phone. But you're not on a phone. I know, but I've just had five years of that training. I can't get it out of my head. (laughs) So that's why I sit here and I put on a fake posh voice. I say fake posh. I'm from Yorkshire. It's as posh as I get, you know. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway... 
So we're still planning our 150th podcast, which should be coming on in about five, four weeks' time, something like that. I can't can't do math. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, I think we should just say, Luke, what have you been playing? Maybe you should go on with what you've been playing first, because I have a longer list than you do. (laughs) Right. So basically, I'll say the big one first, Quantum Break. I've actually managed to complete the game. How was that? I'm just... Now, I I know what I want to say. But But you can't say it? I can stream it from the 21st. When can I... I can't put the review until the 1st. Okay. This goes out... Ah, sorry. No one listens to it. It's really good. (laughs) I'm not going to scar it or anything. I'll just say how I feel about it. I'll be honest with you. Like, I listen to big publications or publications that are much bigger than us at least and the thing is they've been talking about it to an extent so it's probably the one of the best games i've played this year okay yeah you know i i am interested in taking a look at it so maybe i, I will uh buy it like uh, i said last week about alan wake and you, I, I'm not sure if you said that you've played it or, or you've even heard of it. <laughs> uh, I played like a tiny, tiny bit of it. No, I've heard of it, most definitely. It's basically, it feels like that with the character movement, but with the added abilities that you've got, like pause time, shoot time, and no. all the other bits and bobs, it just adds layers onto the game. And the one problem that I have with this sort of game, I had the same problem with the reboot of Tomb Raider, where it's nice, gorgeous landscape, walking through the forest, then you get to like a little open square, then all of a sudden there's like 10 people that jump out, you've got to shoot them all to move to the next bit. And this is is a similar thing where you're walking through stuff, you get to a a room or to an open courtyard, and then like 10 people jump out and you've got to kill them all. Yeah, to no. move to the next section. Yeah, it's that that kind of setup is really odd because it's you're what you know you're walking the path and then you walk into this bigger section and then ooga booga everybody jumps out. It's like why why is it set up like that? Because it feels like it feels like you're you're doing a mission and then you're walking through this road as a transition into the next mission. I don't under, understand it. It should be more like. You don't know where everyone's going to be, and the place should be a bit more open. Not like it shouldn't be open world, but it should be, if it's going to be linear, it should still be somewhat open and not have these open areas where you shoot somebody, and then when you need to go somewhere, the path is just narrow, you know? Going back to Quantum Break, it's split up. I'm probably going to get it wrong, but it's basically, it says like chapter one, Part one, two, three, right. and then you have a twenty-five minute proper full live-action video TV episode. Right. So I heard that you can make decisions in the game, yes. and that each decision will change what you what video you actually see. So yes, what I heard is that you need to be online to watch these scenes because it actually pulls it from the internet because there's so many yes. there's so many scenes. That it would be too big for the disc. No. No? No. No? Basically, there's... Okay, Luke, thank you for coming on. 
Bye bye. See you. Is he gone? <laughs> <laughs> bye. See you. There we go. That's easy to through. I'll eject him myself. Two. Oh, whoa! This sounds much better now. Yeah. Now. It's, yeah. Now it's a two-man show. Right then. So basically, you have the twenty-five minute show, and then it finishes, and then you go into part two. Then you know, episode one, two, three, and then the next episode. Right. There's three episodes through the game. But just before you get to that episode, you, instead of being the hero of the game, you actually turn to control the bad guy, the main bad guy of the game. And you don't really play play. It's more you're walking slowly while you're talking to some other people. And you get to the end of summer. And then it's like, in his head, he's like, should I go this way with my decision? And then you can press the left trigger and it'll show you a brief synopsis of what might happen if you choose that option. Or if you choose the other option, it'll show you what will happen that other option. Okay. And once you select each... So basically, they've done each option twice. So there's like six videos. And that's it. Okay. In my... Of what I've found. So... I, mean, I just think that... But I mean, I've heard a lot of people say how not bad but just low budget and when i was watching it it did look a bit weird i think that's the charm of it though is that it looks like it's low budget and that it is low budget but i will say one thing once i got into like the second episode and the final full motion video episode i could actually watch the full series of that it was really good yeah, no, I I heard it. I heard it was really good. And I mean, there's things in it that I can't say. Like people die, people turn evil, people do this, people do that. But oh my god, there's some shocks in it. Yeah, I was you I know. was interested in actually buying this, so maybe maybe I'll go through with that. When's this but come yeah, out? That, uh, the review goes up April the first, and I think it comes out April the fifth. Okay, I have time to so, pre-order it, so then about, I'll get it on my PC as well. <laughs> Um, I don't think I got the PC code, but I'm not that bothered. But I did get the Alan Wake and the Alan Wake DLC pack. I'm not interested in that. American Nightmare. So I got all of them from the Xbox One. So that's not too bad. Yeah, I think I'm going to pre-order it because they have... I'm sure they still have that deal where you pre-order on Xbox One and you actually get it for PC as well. Mm. The only problem is it's going to be one of those apps. Yeah. So the thing is, but, I actually yeah. I actually went through... Uh, like a little bit before we started recording here, I actually went through and actually bought the Gears of War game through the App Store, and uh, yeah, it was only about ten dollars. It? it? What? It was only about ten dollars. It was on sale. Oh, was it? I bought it for thirty. I'm sure that I heard that it was on the Easter weekend sale or something. I'm oh, sure it was maybe on sale. That, no, I don't know. I bought it. For, I bought it for. It was twenty nine ninety nine over here. I. I don't know. Was that... I think it was the Gears of War Ultimate Edition. I, I don't... I really, I don't know anything about that. And then that also honest. gave you Gears of War 1, 2, and 3 to have as the Xbox One backwards compatible games. Mm, I, I think you're thinking of the Xbox version. I won't... No, it was on the Windows app. Was so, it? Cause I was I was Ooh. listening to something today. Really? Because I bought it for 30 and I just oh, got well. that game. 
I that's really odd. I have to look into that then. I saw nothing about that. It was thirty dollars for me. Ah well. But um, I it's like fifty gigs, so uh, still yeah, which down, is still downloading as far as I know. Which is a bit weird, really, when you think when the original Gears of War was only like six or seven gig. Well, the thing is, they they redid the models to be much higher polygon <laughs> count. Um, Do you know they redid when the I, models? I actually... they, re- they redid the whole game, and then they also. They also added in the extra missions that was in the PC it was version, cut, but put into the PC yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, that's a good question. I I would think that higher polygon counts and higher resolution textures wouldn't be as high as like fifty gigs. I don't know. That's. But I, I know I played the the beta when it sort of came out for the Xbox One. Yeah, I played that for like five minutes, and then somebody killed me, and I was like, "That's cool!" And I put the controller down, and then I walked away. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it was the same with the Last of Us. I just felt with the grimy, dirty sort of background, it looked a bit more. It looked better on the lower hardware not being shiny and clear. Well, you know, the thing like, is, th- they did kind of have that shine, though, because things looked wet. <laughs> but, you know, like, I think with the Gears of War Ultimate Edition, I just think it's... I, it just doesn't look as good as what I'd want it to look. See, the thing is, I think it looks much better. Hmm. So. But... So, Quantum Break... I would I would easily recommend it. It's a good little game. I will be getting a review done soon. I've already wrote one paragraph. Yeah, one paragraph. And I've got six or seven days to write the rest. Yeah, so that's pretty good. I will say though, the final end of game boss that took ages to work it out to kill him. I I have nothing to say to that. So yeah. It, <laughs> I can't go into detail, but yeah, that took ages. Absolutely ages. So the next game I've been playing, I I think everyone's been playing it, Clash Royale. I don't even know what this is. It's made by the same team who did the Clash of Clans. Oh. See, I accidentally read it as Casino Royale, and I thought you played one of the old, (laughs) that old 007 007. game on the 360. No. (laughs) I was like, what are you doing playing that? No, it basically the easiest way to to do it. It's like a tower defense, but it's basically what people are calling tower offense. Oh, okay. I think I've heard about this a little bit. It's like the opposition's got three towers, and you've got three towers, right. and you get cards that are characters that respawn after a certain amount of time, and you put the character down on the map, and say it's an archer they'll walk slowly towards the opposition's tower and shoot arrows to bring the tower down. Okay. And basically, you've just got to destroy their tower before they destroy yours. And It kind of sounds like a MOBA, but with two extra towers and that you don't have a character you control. You control what flows out of your base. I mean, to me, this is the best kind of mobile touchscreen game. You know... A card, you plop it on the screen, and it does its animation and th- 
you know what I mean? You yeah. don't have direct control because that's where games mess up on a mobile phone. Right, right, right. So you're you're basically just dragging and dropping. You're you're controlling. You're not directly controlling your units, but you're. Are you telling them what to what to do? Kind of like, do you tell them that they have an objective or? Basically, the way the map's set, um, you can send them either going up the right hand side or the left hand side. So if you drop them down towards the right hand side of your side of the map. They'll walk up over the bridge on the right side and attack the right tower. Okay. Or if you do it on the left side, they'll do the same on to the left side. And that's basically it. You know, so you just drag and drop, drag and drop, and then wait for your timer to redo to get better characters, better classes, and drop more. And But the best thing about it is that it's all online multiplayer. So basically, you select... Like next match, and because it's done by the Clash of Clans, there's millions of people playing right. all over the world, and literally seconds later, you're playing someone live, and you're just trying to destroy their towers. So, you, would you suggest playing this game? Considering I disliked Hearthstone, to me, this is a lot simpler to get into, but I, okay. I think it. It just, I don't know. It, for me, this is more my sort of game. Okay. This, it's this very simple, but, yeah. you know, very deep. You've got to build up your characters, feed them more stats to build their stats up. and. Oh, so do it, they have stats, like, that you could build up outside of playing? Um, basically, if is you it, get is chests... It like a, is it like a MOBA where it's like a temporary level where... You have to go level yourself it's up, not temp- you finish with the game, and then go back into another game, and you're leveling back up from level one. Or no, okay, so it's permanent. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's free to play, right? And I mean, basically, the you have gold and oh, what's the other one? I just load the game up so I can see. You have gold and you have like little jewels, right? And basically, I mean, you can see that that's... Oh, well, there. I know how to do this. You've got to turn the, res- the brightness right the way down. So that's my ooh, team. This is great for an audio podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's great, isn't it? But that's my team. And you can see, you can click on info, and that does 158 points of damage per throw. And then you can upgrade it? Yeah, so you upgrade awesome. it. Okay. And so the more upgrades you do, the more damage it does, and but the slower it is for the card to regenerate. Okay. You know, so that's really, really good game. The next game I got, I had it on my Android phone years ago, but they've just released, well, it's not just released, but it's the free game of the week on the iOS. And that's Motorsport Manager, which is like a Formula One style game where you start a new team racing some minor leagues, try to do your car up, do your team up, and eventually go into proper racing. And and I've got myself quite addicted to that. It's It seems like you're really into, like, manager type of games. Yeah, I love... I mean, when chat manager... Well, when football manager was called chat manager, I used to play on that till... I'd get home from school, and I'd be on it till about four in the morning every day. Oh, my God. 
I used to love that game so much. Wow. See, like, I feel like manager games aren't that popular. I mean... They're popular enough that they're a thing, but... In know, the UK, like Football Manager's awesome. one of the biggest selling PC games every year. Really? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah. Alright. Wow. And when Sega bought um, the team who make Football Manager... They decided that they'd wanted to try to make it big in America. Right, which did not happen at all. But do you know what they did? What? They released the game engine and they made East Side Hockey Manager. Okay. So in America, that's... I don't know how big it is, but you can buy it. I'll tell you what, I never heard of it. That's how big it is. (laughs) Um, But it's like... um, it's just like a, a hockey management game. I don't know. I've played it when it originally came out, but I had no idea what the hell I was doing because I don't know anything about hockey. Right. Hockey's but, not even really the... Like, if you want to go for something that's super popular, like, I feel like doing American football would be better than going after hockey because hockey is not as popular as American football over here. Yeah, I, th- I think they said that the engine they had suited the hockey game more than okay that makes sense then you know little dots on screen moving around right See, you know the, it just the thing is maybe they should have gotten mastertronic to do the the uh, marketing <laughs> for it <laughs> nobody will get that joke <laughs> but i've downloaded uh, i have to say a huge thank you i mean i will come back to a name but I got given a code for Football Manager 2016. I know I'm very late to the party, but <laughs> I, I was playing Football Manager 2015 at work. Like every lunch hour, I'd be just sat playing on that oh. while scoffing a sandwich. And what was in the sandwich? It's normally either beef, but the, in the last couple of days, I've been taking ham, but it's not very nice ham. Oh, yeah, it's a bit bitty and. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm yeah. going to go back to beef. But so thank you to Kristen Reed, who I only know him because he helped to sort out a live music concert gig exclusive with John Hare last last year that we streamed out. So thank you to him. He put up on his Facebook, I've got a code for Football Managers, anyone want it? So I just looked at it, uh, I retweeted it out. And then it, I just thought, oh, I'll have it. I haven't got that game. <laughs> so, so he sent me the code. <laughs> great, great. So I've, I've, I mean, I've literally, do you know when you get, I don't know if you ever play like management sort of games. Not really. I mean, I could get into them if they're like a certain kind of management game. So like if it's going to be sports, probably not going to be interested, but if it, if it does it right and it's on a topic I'm interested in, then sure. Because like the the problem I've got is I've been playing Football Manager 2015 and about 10 years into the game, I've got a really good team. I've got a really good players. So you just rip apart every other team and it's not that fun. Basically. Yeah, that's that's how the well, no, games usually go. I, I love games where I can win. It's quite I like the <laughs> I idea like of games just where I can win. I think that's <laughs> I think that's what everyone likes. <laughs> I like games that I can win. But I think the problem is I'm still going back to the football manager t- fifteen 
because I've got attached to those players and that team. And when I started the new game with Football Manager 16, you're starting afresh with the current squad of players, which are pretty crap for Newcastle. See, I kind of... <laughs> sure, you know, let's put that in there because I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. um, see, just I, like, look I at, like that kind of stuff. I like starting from the beginning and going... Just and go on to Google and put English Premier League Newcastle and you'll see how I bad the to. team is. I don't think I have to. The second bottom of the league. <laughs> And there's only like eight games left of the season. Maybe they should have done training by Mastertronic. <laughs> <laughs> so that is all the games I've been playing. So what have you been playing there, George? All right. So I got a, I got a list here. Um, been playing a bit of UFC 2. Uh, been pissing me off because I've been getting submitted. And the submission system in that game is complete garbage. So what you have to do is if you're on the defensive, there's four bars you have to fill up. There's one on the top, there's one on the bottom, and there's one on each side. The thing is, you have to move your right stick to fill a, a bar up. You don't have to fill up every bar. You just need to fill a bar up. And the problem is the other person can, can apparently block that. And I can't fill a bar up when I'm trying to be submitted, so I get submitted easily. Um, when you're on the offensive, you have to move your left stick in the direction it shows you. And you move a step, it's in steps. So like most, most submissions are like four or five steps or something. So they're just moving their thumbstick and you're trying to fill a bar. I, You know, people are probably going to listen to this and say that doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> and people, people will complain about the submission system in WWE 2K16, but I'll fucking tell you what. That submission system works and I can use that easily. This submission system in UFC 2 is complete garbage, and it leads me to lose. Like, every time I'm submitted, it's ridiculous. But yeah, I had, I had a title shot for the, what was it, the World Heavyweight Championship or whatever, and I lost it in a knockout, which I will take a knockout over a submission any day. But, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I kind of lost interest in the UFC games when they introduced the complete overhaul of the control system where you have one set of controls when you're on your feet and then when you actually lay down on the ground, it completely changes to a completely different set of controls so the, for ground sort of work. And so the thing is, like, they, I mean, I don't know where that is because they haven't really, like, the controls aren't really different from when you're on the ground or when you're, standing the only difference is like you're using the right stick to change positions really i mean you're still punching and sometimes kneeing with the same buttons what i'm trying to say is i just like the dreamcast game which is garbage i have i just want to punch people in the face i have that game it's <laughs> dumb it doesn't make sense i have it somewhere i'm sure i do i i have it and i know where it is and i want to throw it out the window did you get it on the ps2 um, that's a different game. Was it Sun? No, Impact? no, the the old one that came out. No, on that's it. that's not the PS2. That was a PS1. The one that was. Oh, Chris it also got converted to the PS2 early. No, on. no, no. There's a different one that's on PS2. That's called UFC Sun Impact, which what is also as think, bad. <laughs> what did you think to Ready to Rumble? So I have little experience with that. I haven't played a lot of it. 
I think I have it laying around somewhere. But Ready to Rumble, I I kind of like. The first I'm one was crazy. quite good. I'm not crazy about it, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool game. Anyway, so UFC 2, you're getting a bit annoyed with it. And yeah, because the submission... Do you think it's similar that once you get over it, it, or is it just something that's technically broken with the controls? I think it's it's broken because, to be honest, I can't get out of any submission at all. Like, when I'm doing training, yeah, I can get out of submissions for training. But when I'm in an actual fight, I can't get out of any any single submission at all. It's very it's very difficult and very broken. Um, mm. To be honest, the last... The last UFC game that THQ released, um, they had a system kind of like what they did with WWE 2K16, where you have a bar and your opponent has a bar. And when you are being submitted on the defense, you have to leave, you have to make sure your bar is not touching the opponent's bar. And when you're attacking or on the offense, you have to make sure that your bar is covering your opponent's bar so you can fill up another bar. And when that bar fills, you submit that person. So it's more of a struggle where in this game is like, oh, you got to you gotta fill this. Oh, wait, no, you can't do that because he's blocking you. You got to fill this. And it's just like the bar moves too slow. They can block you easily. All they have to do to move in a step for a submission is to move the left stick in one direction and it moves up a step. It's It's too easy for the attacker and it's too hard for the defender. And I understand that. In real life, in UFC, a submission is hard to defend against, but it shouldn't be a one-sided battle. And I feel like in this game, it is a one-sided battle. So that's all I have to say about that. But other than that, my my stand-up is pretty good. Throw some punches and some elbows and I'm all good. (laughs) So it looks like you've been playing some old games as well. Oh yeah, so I do other podcasts other than this. No. Uh, no. Yeah, you're right. No, I don't. I just, I'm lying to you. No. Um, so this week it's time for the PlayStation podcast I do. And what we're covering is the first Gran Turismo on the PlayStation. Uh, we're actually going to have an awesome guest on. That's uh, from, in, well, actually it's still going around, a publication called EGM here in uh, the U.S., and uh, he, uh, our guest is a journalist from there, uh, from, I want to say, the late 90s to mid-2000s, I believe, he worked there. Um, and that's going to be fun, because he's a huge car guy, and he did the interview with the creator of the series. So, that's going to be an awesome tale to hear. I tell you, do you want to know a funny story? Sure. Just, just quickly. Yeah? About two years ago... I got an email from, I can't remember what this guy's name was, but I had an email saying that he'd like to write for the website. Okay. And I looked at his name, I looked at his LinkedIn, and I just emailed him back saying, thank you for your your time, whatever, but you're too good for this website. Really? Yeah. And then like three, four weeks later, he announced on his LinkedIn that he just got a, a gig at Kotaku UK Summit. Oh, Okay. You know, he'd actually written for like all this like official Xbox magazine and And you want to write for the site here? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I just I just emailed him and just said, No, no. (laughs) You're way too good. (laughs) Wow. All right. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. So I mean the Gran Turismo. 
Now, I still think the game looks and plays amazing. The newer ones do at least. <laughs> the actual original set of tracks I thought were absolute dog shite. Really? I th- yeah. I think, th- I mean, first of all, they're based off of actual tracks. Well, no, the first one, they're all made up. No, no, they're not. Laguna Seca is in there. Um, No, not in the first one. That was on the sequel. No, 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 no. It's... I just played it today. I I could have sworn Gran Turismo had no original and had no, like, tracks they bought. It was all made-up ones. If it's not all of them, a good amount of them are actual tracks. I'm going to Google that now because okay. I'm honestly... Okay, go ahead. I actually really want to know now. So, do you reckon I won't go to the official... I'll go to Wikipedia. Okay. Um, I, I'll, I'll give you that. It didn't have that many tracks. <sighs> if you want to just carry on talking... Yeah, sure. I, so... I, what I've been doing is when I'm playing original PlayStation games, I actually have the actual original controller. So it's not a dual shock. It's not a dual analog. It's just the straight up controller with the D pad, no thumbsticks, no rumble, you know, face buttons. Uh, the controller is actually a bit smaller. Um, and, uh, the L2 and the R2 buttons are actually the same size as the L1 and the R1, uh, believe it or not. Which is really odd, going back to that controller. But I was playing that with D-pad only. And it is a hard game to play with just a D-pad because I feel like I still need that analog control when I'm controlling a car. And it's really tough um, also not having like a trigger or anything because uh, this was the time before Sony made controllers that had pressure sensitive buttons like the PlayStation 2 controllers. So it's either you're putting your foot down on the pedal or you're not. There's no there's no in between, there's no ease. Um it's you know it's just it's like binary, it's one or zero. And it makes it kind of tough because when you want to kind of go around a corner and you want to use throttle but you don't want to throttle all the way you gotta kinda like tap it or something like that. And what's also hard about this game is you need to know when to brake. Uh you can't there's no there's no indicator telling you when to brake, there's no driving line, there's none of that. So this game is a legitimate simulation and it expects you to know when to brake. It expects you to know how to take that corner. Um and there's not really any driving assists either. Um, it depends on your car. You can eventually get like ABS systems and stuff like that. If you buy upgrades, which sucks, but to be honest, this is, it might be way too much simulation for me because I don't know anything about actually racing cars. So when I go to like Gran Turismo five, which is actually a game that I have been playing as well for a bit, it helps you out. You can turn on stability. You can turn on traction control. You can turn on ABS. Um, and the driving line. And the thing is, it's much better because I don't know how to actually race a car. So I can go and 
drive, follow the line, and it'll tell me when to brake, and that'll help me do some cornering and, and all that. But, uh, I mean, other than that, I, I've been playing Fable 2. I started a new game. Uh, sad to say that Lionhead actually was closed down by Microsoft recently. Yep. Yeah, what do you, what do you, what do you think about that? Uh, I'm not that bothered because I'm not a big Fable fan. Well, I mean, Lionhead did other things too. Yeah, but Black and White I never played. Okay. Um, was it Populous they did or was that another one? That was Bullfrog. Yeah, that was then before they changed the name on it. Uh, did they, did they actually change the name? I thought Bullfrog yeah, they got was bought a by thing yeah, then they... the. Yeah, they got bought by EA, and then they basically quit and reformed under Lionhead. Okay, okay, okay. that's right. I thought something like that. But yeah, uh, yeah. Bull, yeah, Bullfrog did uh, Populous. That was, that was a cool game, but I mean, it's tough to hard, it's 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 tough to go back to now. And I actually had to do that for a podcast, and it's a cool game, but it doesn't have much to it. And uh, what were we talking about? Fable Two. Yeah, so I actually have I have two three sixties. I have. Um, in arc, I have a 360 arcade. Funny enough, that it actually has the Halo Three, uh, uh, like shell, and the like. It has everything. It has the Halo Three limited edition shell thing or whatever. So it's green and and all that. So uh, I picked that up a, a while ago uh, when my original 360 died. So I don't have any kind of network connection on that. So I made a local profile and you know, I started playing some games. So I'm actually playing like version like 1.0 or whatever of games. I don't have any updates. I'm not getting any updates for them, which is weird. But um, yeah, I've been playing Fable 2 uh, on that Xbox where I don't have any network connection. So it just, you know, I'm not getting bothered by any of the orbs. You know, I don't have any of the updates. But, um, it's, and I don't have any of the DLC, but, um, it's, it's been fun. I've been going back to it quite a bit, uh, building up my character, actually not being much of a strength guy, being more of a magic and somewhat of a, like, gunslinger type of guy. Looks like you have something to say. No, I was, I was looking at the Gran Turismo website and... They're stupid, and they just put a list of all tracks featured in Gran Turismo. You can't sort out. Do you know what I mean? Like game by game. I there the if not, I'll tell you what. If not all the tracks are real tracks, most of them are. I mean, from what I can, from what I could look at on that, I'm sure there was only about eight tracks in the original game. I think there was something like that. Yeah. And I think only two or maybe three were real tracks. I think all the rest were made up. High Speed Ring, I believe, is a real tra- track. Laguna Seca is obviously a real track. And uh, was it called Autumn Ring? Something like that is a real track. From looking at the pictures, the only ones I could look at that were real was the Newburgh Ring. Um, and the Laguna Seca. Pretty sure those other ones I listed were real as well. But I don't know. 
That's... I know from two onwards, they went proper hard on licensing real tracks. Proper hard on. Yeah. He is a proper hard on. Anyway. Uh, and then I actually... So a while ago, I bought Fable 3 and on the PC. I got that free, and I still didn't play it. Oh, shut up. Um, <laughs> so I... So... I had Fable 3 for the Xbox, and then for some reason, I don't know, a while ago, I bought Fable 3 for PC, and I never booted it up until today. Or, not today, but the day that we're recording this. <laughs> <laughs> so, the thing is, Games for Windows Live is still a threat. I had to sit, I was sitting for at least like 20 minutes or something, setting up the games for Windows Live stuff and setting up the game. And, oh my god, it's a mess. But I'll tell you what, that PC port actually isn't too bad. Um, it's, it's pretty good. Uh, apparently it's locked at 30 frames per second, which I think there's a way you can actually unlock that. But other than that, the game actually looks pretty good. It runs great. Um, I, did, I haven't seen any significant issues. I haven't played it too much. Are there. you a... Uh... A bit a snob about that because to me, a game running in sixty frames a second, it's good with first-person shooters, but for like third-person games, I think as long as it's a solid thirty frames a second, it's fine. Okay, I'll tell you what. When I play a console, I want at least thirty frames a second. I don't care about, I don't care too much about what it's rendering at, and what it's being upscaled to, which. They're all being upscaled to 1080p now. But, you know, PS3, most games are 720p. Uh, Xbox 360, all games are 720p, blown up to 1080p. New generation, a lot of Xbox uh, Xbox One games are 900p, upscaled to 1080. PS4 games are mostly 1080 with a few exceptions, like I think Killzone's like 940p or some crap like that. Uh, I don't care. And if the frame rate is 30 and up, that's fine. That's good. I don't care. When I switch over to my computer that I took time to put together and it it's expensive, you know, I'm putting money and I'm putting work into this. And if I'm running a game and I have like high hard high high grade hardware and I'm playing a game and I can't get that those 60 frames if I can't get a some kind of decent frame rate, like that really pisses me off. That pit, like seriously, that pisses me off. I'm not, I'm not a snob about it. In a way of, oh well, this game runs at like 59 frames. Oh, this is a shitty game. Oh, but it's like when you put work into something, and you're putting money into something, and you, you, you know, this is something that. This game should work. This game should be like at least 60 frames. It should be stable. The controls should be great, if not excellent. And you go and you get a game and the game runs at like 25 FPS and it has like a 30 frame per second cap and the graphics don't even look that much of an upgrade and it has all these problems. Yeah, I will get pissed off that the game doesn't run at 60 frames. I will get pissed off that the game has trouble putting out a resolution that my monitor uses, which is 10, 1920 by 1080. You know, I will get pissed off about that because I'm putting this work in to have these kind of, these kinds of things. And I'm not getting what I'm supposed to be getting 
when we're on a console is different because it's limited because each console is the same. You're all getting the same hardware. You're not putting any extra effort. You're not putting in any extra money. You're all getting the same thing. So if you're at least getting that 30 frames and you're getting somewhere around 1080p or whatever, and it looks good and it runs fine, then I'm happy about that. But when it's on a computer and there's problems, yes, I will get pissed off. Cool. It's it's justified. I feel like it's justified. I don't know about you, but when these so-called next generation consoles were announced a couple of years ago now. More than a couple of years ago. (laughs) I can't remember now. But even at the time, I thought... These are just mid-range PCs. No, they're actually a little bit lower than that, I would say. Well, at the time. Okay. Maybe three years ago, I think they were about mid-range. Maybe? You could be right about that. I'm not sure. I don't remember. But, I mean, this is how weed is. I was invited to, like, an early access thing where I went, and they invited a few so-called fans, just some local people, and we were playing some games and we were playing Rise, Son of Rome and I thought it looks alright, nothing special I like that game And but everyone was like oh my god, look at the graphics, they look so good oh my god I'll, I'll be honest with you, Like, I think the graphics look good but they're not like amazing, they're not spectacular they're good, that's it yeah, I mean that's what a lot of the launch games. The, I think I mean, it was more of a placebo because people wanted these new consoles because they have more power and they're like, they they were just like, oh, th- this must mean it's a better game. This must mean it looks so much better. Like, yeah, Rise Rise looks good, but like I said, it doesn't look spectacular or anything. I don't know about you, but I was. I mean, I've got both. I got the Xbox One and the PS4, and yeah. I was super disappointed. In both of them. I wasn't really... Dis- I was disappointed with what the Xbox One used to be. And the PS4 had some issues. But, like, I was... Like, you know, I thought they were, I thought they were good consoles at the time. And st- I still think they are good consoles. While we're going into this sort of thing, um, should we... Because we've talked about The Division before. We talked about Fallout 4. Should we just skip in and go into some news? Yeah, sure. Let's get into news. You carry on, I'll try and think. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself there. <laughs> Alright, so uh, what I have here is the whole PS4.5 slash PS4K thing. Now, you you were telling me that this was something that they were talking about months and months and months ago. There was early rumors that I don't know how far out it got, but there was early rumors that I've known about for about six months or so. Right. And then... It looks as though Microsoft came out and they said, oh, we're thinking of doing uh, upgradable generation of Xbox consoles. Which is, no, don't do that. That's not how you work consoles. And now Sony have sort of like let a little rumor slip that, oh, yeah, we're doing a PS4.5, which is going to be slightly better, but still cost more money and... Right. Buy it so again, because... F- <laughs> right, so, <laughs> right, so the thing is, this PS, PS4K is what they're calling it now. This yep. whole thing is, it's supposed to output a 4K resolution, which, I'll stop you right there. How many people 
let alone people who play video games, have 4K TVs. I know there are people who play on PC and they get their 4K monitors. To be honest, I don't know what it's like in America, but in the UK now, if you are going to buy a TV which is a 40, 50 inch, it's only maybe 50 quid more expensive to get 4K than it is to get just a normal HD one. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. See, like, when, the last time I bought my TV was right before this whole 4K thing came out. Um, I, I bought mine a while ago now, like... But... Yeah, so... Yeah, so, it, I think... The the thing is... So, what, what I was reading up first is that they want to have the PS4 spit out a 4K resolution. And this was going to be for media. And then what happened was I kept reading more and more articles on this and it turned out to be they also wanted to spit out 4K resolution for games. Now the thing is when you when you when you bring up a higher resolution in a game, that's more processing power. So what it has to render it. Right. So the thing is they're apparently also going to make the PS4 more powerful here because they have to, to to spit out a 4K resolution and have the frame rate stable. The problem is, and you know, this will also kind of cover the whole Xbox upgrade parts thing, where you're going to start segmenting your, your community. And the problem is, not everyone's going to get these upgrades. Not everyone's going to buy the new the new version of the console that has the better parts. Um, nobody, not everyone is going to buy these new expansion modules or whatever that makes the console more powerful. So the problem is when you're developing games, developers are still going to make games for the, for the least powered machine, because if you don't, if you make it for that higher powered machine, that's limiting the game to a separate market and you're just splitting up the market into different kinds of markets then. And you shouldn't be doing that. And this is completely different on PC because PC is its own thing. Whereas console, when you think of console, you buy the system, you pl- you plug in the HDMI, you plug it to the TV, you plug it into the power and it plays games. Whereas a PC is you got to get this, you got to get that. You got to install an operating system and then, you know, what you can run is based on what you have. Console is everything needs to run on it. So the problem is you're going to segment the market by making a new version of console or making add-ons for a console to make it more powerful. Developers aren't developing for that part. They're developing for the under the underpower console. And that's just wasting resources. That's just wasting everything. I don't see the point in making a 4K resolution PS4. I don't see the point in having games in 4K because not even a lot of... Not even a huge amount of PC players use 4K. I'm still using 1080p. I, I, you know, to be honest, I have a monitor that does a higher resolution, but I don't use that for games. I just use it as a second display because it takes up more processing power and I'm fine with 1080p. You know, I'm fine with it. Well, I mean, I remember reading, uh, like last year or whatever, Basically, you ha- if you sat about six foot away from the TV, which is like on a main 
living room TV sort of display, the TV has to be over 65 inches before the human eye can tell any difference between 720 to 1080p. Okay. Do you know what I mean? The resolution, yeah, yeah. the pixels are that small, the human eye can't see the difference. Right. So, I mean, you know, I just don't... Right now, it's just me- like, it's numbers. It's literally just like numbers. I feel like saying that this has 4K now is just putting a number to it, and then people will say, well, hey, this is a bigger number, this must be better. You know, I don't understand this whole thing. I feel like this is just a rumor, though. I don't feel like this is fact. And if they are, if Sony is going out with this thing, like, that's not a smart idea because they're wasting money. Because not, like I said, not everyone's going to buy this. And then, I just don't understand. So, I mean, do do you want me to tell you what I think this is? Go ahead. And take this with a pinch of salt and not that I've had any any emails about this or anything. I think this is just a redesigned PlayStation 4 because at the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One pre-launch events, they said 4K playback was possible. They just had to do a new firmware update and you might need to get a new HDMI 2 cable, whatever they're called. Right. Um, to actually have enough bandwidth for 4K video feed. And so that's possible with the current gener- current consoles. What I think Sony have done, and they've been very not smart about it, is, do you know the PlayStation VR? Yeah. That comes with its own processing box. Right. I think what they're doing is they're making a PlayStation 4 and they're just going to have that box built internally into it. So that's where the so-called better power is coming from. It's got that little box built in. Hmm. And it technically won't do anything with the games. But what's the resolution that the the VR will be putting out? The thing is, the resolution of the VR is... It has to do... The problem with the PlayStation VR... Technically, it sounds like it's got the best glass sort of spec like 1080p or whatever but on both because oculus and i think they're about 900 or something like that but on the oculus and the vive they're both separate glass pieces for each eye right. so each one does 900p whereas the playstation vr is like a mobile phone screen it's one piece of glass that fits in front of your eyes right that's so split. you're saying it's kind of like a gear vr yeah that's what the glass is inside. So although it's 1080p, it might only be 1080p between both of them. Okay. So I think technically they're being very sly with the numbers. Um, but it has to display the high-resolution image twice. Right. So that's why it needs the extra processing power. Right. Which also, so, with that, if you want to talk about that, um, games are not going to look as good as they do when you're playing them on a screen because there's a lot of extra processing power. Mm. So that's, that's another thing. Um, also just, just quickly, uh, I heard, I, it seems that Sony did not anticipate the number of pre-orders for the PSVR. Yeah. But is that a surprise though? I mean, a lot of people want to get into this whole VR thing and it's actually 
was it? I think it's like 400 bucks USD. That's I'll be honest with you. 400 bucks is nothing in VR right now. But it's like, do you have the live vision? Not live vision. That's for, that's for, the, that's for the Xbox 360. <laughs> do you have the PlayStation camera? No. Do you have the PlayStation one thing, whatever it was called, move controller? Oh, PlayStation move? Yeah, I actually have a move controller. You know, so you're going to have to spend at least another $50 on the camera. Why do you need the camera? Because it's unfunctional without a camera. Is it really? It's got those lights on the top and the sides so it can actually track you in real time. That's how it, that's how it moves. It doesn't have gyroscope in it. It really? actually looks at the camera and moves. That's, so it, that's what I mean. The PlayStation the one is really quite cheap. And the, cam- the camera's $50? I think it's. I think retail price is about sixty US dollars, but I think you can get it for like forty-five, fifty dollars. That's that's not bad though for VR, even if you have to buy that camera. Which, thinking about it now, I don't even know how I'm gonna set. I guess I can set that camera up in here. I don't know. That's another thing I have to think. Of. See, I was gonna do research about this, and then the podcast happened, and I didn't do it. <laughs> but it's, it's it's yeah the the PlayStation VR is the cheapest way to do it. But looking at it, feeling it, and putting it on and seeing it, it is the cheapest way to do it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Well, the I build mean, quality I mean the, is not as good. The Gear VR is the cheapest way to do it, but yeah. Well, that's not really a... It's just like a bloody Google cardboard or whatever no it's actually not i ha- i have a gear vr it's nothing like google cardboard well you know it has it, its own gyro your, built in you put your phone inside it yeah though. right that's what i mean but the thing is it has electronics in it whereas the cardboard is literally a piece of cardboard it has a gy- it has a gyro in the gear vr there's a micro usb port where you can use for charging or you can plug in specific devices to work with it it has it has its own buttons and functions inside it's much more than that and it works much better than a Google Cardboard because Google Cardboard relies on the gyro in the phone, which isn't good for VR. Probably better than a camera that's sitting and looking at you, though. I don't know. I'll tell you what. The PlayStation Move, <laughs> I'll tell you what. The PlayStation Move worked very well for it being a light and a camera. So I have a Move, and I've used it before. It works not... It's not like super stupendous or anything but it works pretty well for it being a ball with a light and a camera so oh yeah i'm I'm not saying that about that i'm just i I think the vr hype has gotten because i've actually used an oculus rift and i was very disappointed really yeah that might just be you because i hear a lot of people who use this vr and they're amazed by it and they think it's wonderful maybe just me then maybe you know i'll tell you what (laughs) when i when i get my rift i will let you i will let you know what i think about it i mean the biggest problem with me with the rift was because we see 180 degrees so we see like i can see my hands at the side of my head okay yeah the 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 screen is not the screen's only like a hundred degrees, yeah. so you get like all oh, this bit here. They just all so it looks like you're looking through binoculars. You see black all around. The problem is you get that you get much more of that when you're using 
uh, Gear VR too. But I think Gear VR works well. I mean, yeah, there's going to be problems with VR because we're in early stages of it. Um, and I mean, I will be honest. It was just two tech demos I tried with the Oculus Rift. Well, was that the earlier versions, like the development? Yeah, it, it was. It was really okay. So the consumer versions a little. Yeah, the consumer versions are better than the DKs. And I will say though, the the I mean, I used to have cardboard from my old Google phone, my old Android phone. Yeah. And I thought that actually worked a lot better. I think that will do. For episode 146, I keep having to think of what the hell I'm saying. It's 146. <laughs> yeah. I think it's because on my little notes, I've got episode 144, but that's just me. <laughs> so please <laughs> visit our website, which is oneupgaming.co.uk. We have a Patreon site, which is patreon.com slash O-U-G. We have official merchandise at Blue Cyborg, so visit them at bluecyborg.com and just search oneupgaming. You can get 10% off at customcontrollersuk.co.uk with the discount code 1UPGAMING. And you can get 5% off at funstock.co.uk and just enter the discount code 1UP. We have Amazon links on our website. So basically, if you want to order anything from Amazon, click on the link from our website. Take you straight to Amazon. And because we've basically advertised Amazon, they give us a small percentage of that sale. We're on Facebook, YouTube, so just search One Up Gaming, you'll find us. We're on Twitter, tweet us at OUG Official, and you can send us emails at contact at oneupgaming.co.uk. We have our official Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash OUG Official, and you can find this podcast on iTunes. Please subscribe to us and give five stars. And I think that is it, Georgie boy. Please don't call me that. <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, don't call me that. Isn't that from It, where it gets called Georgie Boy? I don't know. I don't know. Have, have you seen It? No, I haven't. You need to see Wait, It. Wait, are you talking it's about called... your penis, or are you talking about the movie? The Stephen King's oh. sort of miniseries. No, I haven't seen It. It was really good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Episode 146. Hey, guys. Justin here. I just wanted to say that I've been thinking about you. I've been thinking about you a lot. Yes, you in particular, in that way. And I wanted to say, I think you're great. I've always said that about you. And I was wondering, if you think we're great, if you could give us a quick rating on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. It would really, really help us out in that, you know, podcasty sort of way. And if you're feeling particularly festive, perhaps even a little saucy, Maybe stop by our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash O-U-G and see if you can't slip a few bucks our way. After all, every little penny or whatever space money they use in Europe helps out the show. Thanks for listening. O-U-G Gaming will always be free, but with your support, we can always move forward and always be better.